Welcome to Thursday. This is Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. And today, we are going to talk about sex. S-E-X. Sex and the sociopath. Many of us probably notice that these creatures believe or put off the vibe that they are the best sex we will ever have, that they are better at sex than anyone under the sun. Right there, when you think about it, is this any different than the way they think about themselves and anything in the realm of humanity, such as they are the smartest, they are the wisest, they are invincible, they can never be caught, they're better than you, they're better than me, they know how everything should be done, they could do it better, the other guy messed up, they're best at sex. This is how their brains work. This isn't anything new, we're just transitioning it into the world of S-E-X, sex, which is a super big issue for us as normal human beings. Sex is a hot button, a hot button topic. People have a lot of different ideas, feelings, beliefs, expectations, fears, all very much wrapped around and inside up and tied up with sex, S-E-X. So sex with a sociopath is a place where we can be that much more affected. It is intense. The effect of them in relation to our sex life is intense. And sometimes the effect of them in the act of sex is intense. It is the deepest zap, the deepest, most profound, earth-shattering infection, infestation of the effect of a sociopath ever. And it's that thing, that zap, zzz, that makes us feel they are the best sex we will ever have. However, that's not quite what's happening. If you can hear an extra baseline kind of rumbling in the background, I may or may not remove that when I process this audio for publishing as the podcast. It is the sound of dehumidifiers happening in the next room because of the floods that went on in the California rain here. People laugh at us. Oh, those Southern Californians can't even handle a little bit of rain. Thing is, a little bit of rain here makes a lot of trouble and a lot of rain makes deeply serious situations where houses slide down hills, things like that. Roofs cave in. But let's use that rain situation here in California as a little bit of an analogy. People outside of this experience where five hours of downpour can cause destruction, trees fall and block entire roadways, the earth gives in. People don't understand that unless they've had the experience. They find it laughable that Californians' roadways turn into rivers. And why can't these people drive in the rain? Why can't they handle it? They don't understand it. They think it's us and our fault. That dynamic is precisely what goes on when we are in a situation with a sociopath and the outsiders who have not had this experience are looking at us going, what is wrong with her? Why the heck did he choose her or him? Why don't they just walk away? People outside of this experience can't understand it. And for those of us in it to understand it all the way, even ourselves, it is key that we carry this foundational basic premise through every bit of action that a sociopath exhibits. They believe they are better than everyone else. They think they have the right to do whatever they want to do. Everything belongs to them. Everything 
and this includes everyone, is theirs to take, to make use of, to do with as they will. They do not believe they will be caught. They don't believe that what they do is wrong. They do not connect with any living thing or object outside of their own body. There's no connection. It's observation. They can see an object, which in this situation includes human beings. We are objects. Every object outside of themselves, they can see it if it's an item that comes into focus because it seems useful to them or entertaining to them. We, as normal human beings, are immensely valuable objects to these creatures. When they can link themselves to one of us, they seem normal. It's nice to show their parents, oh yeah, I'm dating Sally. Then the parents relax, oh, he or she is normal. After all, they're dating Sally. And isn't Sally lovely? Or they're dating Bruce or Bob or Sandra or Jennifer or you or me. Unless we as normal people have some religious belief or other kind of belief that has us, as they say, saving ourselves for marriage, we are going to expect to be sexual, have sexual intercourse if we're dating. So there we go. We are drawn in by the sociopath. We think it's normal to be having sex. We have sex with them. And blammo, there is a zap, a kind of sensation that we might chase for years after being with this particular sociopath if we don't understand what really happened. We have to be able to take ourselves to the point where what I was mentioning in the beginning, we apply this foundation of the facts of what they are underneath every aspect of our experience with them, under every bit of our time with them, including the sex. Sometimes the sex is the last holdout for us. The sex can be, for some people, the lure, the draw, the pull that leaves them still dreaming of this person. Well, I use the word person loosely when I'm talking about a sociopath. The sexual feel, the idea that they were great at sex, the idea that that over-the-top, unbelievable effect they had on our physical entire body and mind during sex is great sex and that we miss that, that can really trip people up. We have to take it all the way through. There is no actual human connection. The sex is not a moment of shared, mutual anything. It is a very raw, primal, profound instant of them possessing us with everything that a sociopath is binding us under their spell. This is not something we want to repeat ever again when we fully understand what this was. Myself, I've had this experience with one particular sociopath. The first sexual encounter was outrageous. I didn't really even like the guy. He did not have me under his spell. I did have sex with him again and then again, trying to duplicate what had happened the first time. It never happened. It didn't happen again, not even with that same sociopath. Because for me, at that time in life, in my circumstances and life situation, with my dreams, desires, experiences, failures, whatever, all of me at that time in the world with that particular sociopath, I was not affected by this sociopath enough to be put under their spell. I rejected them for many reasons, social reasons, attraction reasons, 
didn't think they were really all that physically attracted. I could see this person as kind of like a slithery snake. I knew nothing about sociopaths. But this one did not affect me in the way that he would have preferred to be able to completely bind me in under his spell. But the sex the first time was outrageous. It was nothing but that zap. It's not real. Sex with a sociopath is not real. Please reach out to me anytime. Email me, jennifersmith at truelovescam.com. This is Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound, sending you all good things. (music) 